In this episode, we return with all of our thoughts. We dive really deep into our weekly reflection and all of the changes that are happening in our lives. We go over some irrational thoughts regarding friendships and relationships, and we share some good nuggets of wisdom in there. We talk about Jay Shetty and our love for his podcast, as well as share our unpopular opinions about fashion. Hi. Welcome back, everyone. I've been like kind of nervous to get behind the mic again for a few reasons. Like and a few and and nervous to release more episodes because a few things. Like one, it's like is this helpful for people like are people is like are we doing this for a reason you know are are people actually getting anything out of this and I was just I've been thinking and I feel like I feel so good when I hear somebody express a thought that I also have felt for so long that I never have said out loud that I felt alone with and if this can be that for people, like that is the goal. And that's what our whole thought was when we came up with this podcast was like, we were always sharing these weird thoughts that we have that we're scared to say to any other person or even any other like friends, you know, and we feel so comfortable when we say that and like relieved that the other person understands or has felt the same way. And so I hope that we can do that here and that people are wanting to listen and excited to hear us again. And so I've obviously just been having a little bit of anxiety about that. I think you're stating the purpose exactly for what it is. And the reason why we're back, I mean, we've had so much going on. That's part of why we've pushed this off. But at the same time, the main thing that's bringing us back here is the amount of people that have reached out to us saying, When are you guys recording more episodes? Are you still doing your podcast? Where is it? People do enjoy it. Um, From what I know, we're not, we're again, we're not doing this to target huge, large audiences. But if we can have this resonate with one person, then we're doing what we set out to do. Yeah, no, I agree. It's been surprising every single time somebody has asked where's the podcast? Are you guys still recording? And it makes me feel really good. So we're going to, we're going to get back into it hopefully. Yes. So welcome back to the girl thoughts podcast. We are going to start with just a little, we usually do a weekly reflection, but it's, it's been a couple months. So just going to hit on brief points of updates on what's been going on. I'll start with, obviously I got married in July that was kind of where we left off, I think. Yeah. Um, we and, did a little update on that. Yeah. So if you want to hear about Amanda's wedding, there's an episode on that. And so I think the first thing that I think some people can relate to is just coming off of a huge life event. And not only a life event, but coming off of years, actually, of events that are ha- monumental events. So years of buying a house, getting married, planning a wedding, all of that. Like coming off of that, I feel like the past couple months for me has just been like settling into married life and just kind of slowing down. And for a while, 
it was causing me to have the blues, which I mentioned a little bit post-wedding. Um, it's just like I'm used to having things come and like keep going. and But there's something about just kind of settling in and slowing down and figuring it out. And so one thing about the post-wedding blues is that you are caught up in so much love and you're surrounded by so many people that love you. And that was a big thing for me. I'm like, oh my God, I'm never going to feel this amount of love again. Like I kept saying that. And so something that I guess is advice that helped me was recently we hosted a football Sunday at our house and we hosted like our friends and family. And even just that, I was like, okay, everyone's still here. Like we're still loved and we still have everyone. Yeah, we're not celebrating in the same capacity, but like we watched her wedding video that day and just still getting together with the special people in your life like really helps. Yeah. And I think also we love to see you rise, continuing to grow and like evolve. And that's what friendship is. And and that's what family is, you know, like being there every step of the way, not just in those like huge, exciting moments. Obviously that's a benefit of being able to be part of that, but it's really all about the I think it's all about those like smaller moments, honestly, you know? Right. It's about, it's a, it's about the marriage, not the day. And right. Of course. And it's, there's something cool to like be husband and wife. And I feel like there's a lot, a big part of after is you're now combining your finances, which is a lot of work. Like there's a lot of big things that take a lot of time. Like changing your name is really not talked about. Like there's a lot of things Mm -hmm. that settling into your new life that people don't bring up so I feel like that's kind of been that's been what's going on with me and then obviously we both left teaching in May and got new jobs so that's also been new yeah that's my basically the whole reflection there's not much new here other than that and that's another thing that was like years of doing something else and then suddenly my entire life is completely different like my entire life is honestly I feel completely different than I felt less than a year ago which is so bizarre yeah huge transition teaching how many months ago now like four months ago we were still teaching and um I don't even know where to begin it feels like Like, a lifetime ago yeah um we're both really enjoying our new jobs and I feel like one of the best parts for me is learning I love learning and it's been really fun to just like learn something new and my day-to-day is just completely different. Like it could not be more different. I chose a job we both did that is so far from what we were doing before. And it's funny because I feel like people expected me to feel regret or not like it as much as I do. And the only thing I miss is like my colleagues. is like obviously the relationships that I had formed. But aside from that, I'm so at peace and just I'm not like angry all the time. I don't come home frustrated every day and just like mentally exhausted. I'm the complete opposite. Like I come home and I'm like a chatterbox. I'm like I I'm I feel a lot like what I was four years ago before I started teaching where I wouldn't shut up and people had to be like stop talking and I feel so much better in that. Like I just feel so much more myself and because I was feeling upset with myself every day. Like I was coming home and I didn't even want to like hear myself, you know? And it's so weird to like not even 
like to want to step away from your own self is impossible. And I feel like this completely changed that. Like I feel good about myself, you know, like obviously there's still anxiety. There's not, it's not gone away. Like I have so much anxiety about sending emails still that did not go away, especially now that I know less about my job because I'm so new, but there's so many more positives that outweigh the negatives. And it's really, really, really changed my life completely. I I, couldn't agree I really more. do feel that. I couldn't agree more. And it the problem is it's really sad. It's honestly yes. really sad how much happier we are not teaching. Like that is something to be said because the world needs good teachers and teaching shouldn't be as hard as it is. And we both have just grown such a bigger respect for teachers than we've ever had before seeing a different job that is not as just physically and mentally just demanding and draining it sucks the life out of you and I feel the same way where I just was so physically tired constantly from working with kids and I know that anyone in the service industry has that um you know that feeling that it's just so tiring and I have so much respect for it. And I just have to say too, that if you're listening and you have any thoughts of changing careers and you're terrified to do it, like, I think it's so worth taking the leap. I really do. Like I have people, I, not, but I also don't want to say like there's people shouldn't teach because it's such a great career and it's something that's needed. But my friends that are texting me, saying like what's it like are you enjoying your new job I'm like I absolutely love it and I'm so much happier and there's just it's just so much better and I do encourage them to try something else but I think I kept saying at the beginning like when we first started these new jobs I kept joking and saying like the joke was on us this whole time that like I might be working a little more now but I'm being compensated for everything that I'm doing versus when I was teaching, like I was working and I was not receiving compensation for all of the extra work that I was doing. And like that really, uh, it's just like hard because obviously, and this is like a whole other conversation that I feel like we don't love to share our opinions on teaching because there are so many differing opinions and like, there's obviously so much bias, but I just think that these expectations for teachers to be doing their job out of passion and not expect compensation like is not getting us anywhere because that's doesn't make the world go round like you need money in order to survive in this world and I just think like if teachers aren't getting compensated for the amount of work that they're doing there's gonna be more frustration especially with all of the emotional things that are on top of just putting together a lesson plan and like putting in grades, you know, there's so, 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 so much more. And I feel like I, again, I'm, I'm probably working more in this job, but I feel like appreciated for it. I was just going to say that I feel appreciated and respected Mm -hmm. in a way I didn't feel. And there's obviously stress and anxiety and busyness and you're tired from any job. It's just Mm -hmm. completely different when you're managing the amount of hats you wear as a teacher. Yeah. It's very draining. And I don't feel that way at yeah. all. Like I-, I can be tired, but there's a difference between yeah. being tired from a day of work now versus 
being tired from a day of work then. Like I do not get scaries anymore. And it's crazy. Like I do not get the Sunday scaries. And I go into work every single Monday. I have to go into work every Monday. And I have not had one single feeling of a scary before I go to bed or waking up in the morning and not wanting to go to work. Like I can swear on my life. I have not felt that one time. Right. And that's something to be said. And I feel like we'll talk more about this, but just overall, thank you to teachers. Like thank you to teachers that have made it 30 plus years. Oh my gosh. I mean, these your heroes you really are are, that make it and continue day to day. I respect it more, so much more being on the outside. I have goosebumps. I agree so much. And I sometimes I feel like hard on myself because I feel like I couldn't handle it. And it's incredible the people who can handle it because I know that every single one of them has been through the same challenges that we were feeling. And I'm just in awe of of the like selflessness of teachers. At our age, we were both like we should make a change. So I think even if you're considering changing jobs or making a huge life shift in any capacity, I think it's something that makes you feel alone a lot of times if you don't have someone else that wants to make a change too. Yeah. But these are the years where we're going through that and we're making huge life shifts. So that is a little bit of an update. Lately, have you been having irrational thoughts? I know I have. Oh, do you want to count the list (laughs) of irrational thoughts that I have written on this? I guess I don't really have a lot written because mine are just like always the same. Okay, I have, I can't even count here, but there's however many S's and one A. So let's (laughs) let you start. I'll let you go first. Okay, mine's really dark though. (laughs) That's fine. I'll try to bring it back up because I have options here. Okay. Mine is something that's always eating at my thoughts is my expectations of others. I feel like I have really high expectations for friends and family because I think I give a lot to a fault to the people in my life. Like I feel like I overly give when I feel like people need me. And so I think that I expect the same from others and if I don't receive it I get extremely let down and upset and hurt but the Mm -hmm. only one who's getting hurt by my expectations is me and that's kind of what I've learned about it and what I've learned too about just irrational thoughts in general and expectations is you can only control them and only you are going to be affected by by those thoughts and only you can change your actions to fix it I guess Mm-hmm. I don't know if yeah. any of this is making sense, but I just like always feel like, why didn't that person do this? Like I would have done that or like, I don't know. Yeah. For example, right now my family's going through a lot just because like my grandma fell and is moving and I feel like I dedicate so much time to them and like when other people don't do the same thing I'm like okay why and then I get mad 
if they're not but everyone yeah. everyone shows their love and their care in, in different capacities right and yes. even if they don't show it and like even like with friends if like someone doesn't check in on me like for a certain situation then I'm like well I would have like why didn't they but it's right like, it doesn't mean that they don't love you and care about you right because I think again like we all know this like everybody shows their love differently and I think it's the same thing in a relationship with a partner than it is with a friendship relationship or family relationships and I think you make a good point in a sense like that like it's something that you can work on personally, like not giving so, so much that it's draining you, but also it's good to communicate those expectations sometimes. Like I think like when you're going through a situation like that, like just saying to the person like what you need from them right, goes That's a long a way. Point. Like being straightforward. I mean like this, like rather than letting yourself get upset about it, like communicating it so that, you know, like the beef is squashed immediately and like the other person can do what it is that you want them to do, you know? Yeah. But and like, yes. it's so hard to do that. That's so true because I always think that all the time, like, I feel like I'm to a fault, like I said, overly thoughtful of others where I could put more thought into myself. Like I'm just very thoughtful of others. And so yeah, I'm almost like that person that I'm like, well, like read my mind. Like, this would mm -hmm. like this wouldn't you know I don't know for example like this is stupid but when I was away we just went to California and Ryan did the grocery shopping and like I don't know there was just like certain snacks that and I'm like such a weird eater and I know that yeah and so, like there's certain snacks like I would have expected like him to get me because I always think of like what might he want like this week like I don't know I'm overly yes. thoughtful of like what yeah, other yeah, people yeah. might need and then I'm like <laughs> so let down when yeah. people don't like read my mind of the specific need that I had. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, like, I get that. So it's hilarious. James and I had this exact same scenario, but I was the one in the wrong who didn't get that. Well, we usually are the opposite. So in our we always are. Me and Ryan are literally like <laughs> twin souls and you and James are twin souls, but we could yeah. never be like, it has to be the other, you know, it has to be the opposites together because Absolutely. otherwise- like, if I was dating another one of me, like, no, it does <laughs> not work. It's terrible. I don't want to date me. Like, but um, no, I, yeah, I agree. And I understand where you're coming from. And I, I just think like, everybody's going through their own shit all the time. That right. Like, I think some of us have trouble like showing up for people the way that people would expect or want from like their friends. And that's on everyone to fix. Yeah. Like that's on me to fix, you know, like that's on each person to like figure out with themselves. Right. Like, I think it's definitely you a know? balance. It's a balance of the amount of energy that you need to put into your own stuff yes. that's going on and the amount of energy you can put into other people because there's, you need to have a balance of both. Right. And I, like, I feel like this entire year was like working on setting boundaries, which everyone has their own boundaries. And I was listening to Jay Shetty, which is one of the things I'm loving right now, which I'll go into. Oh my and God. He was yes. like, he was like, you, you might have boundaries that you've worked on to set for yourself, but if you don't share those with mm -hmm. other people, I would listen and, to this episode. Yes. And like, they're so used to you being a certain way that like, they also have to adjust to your boundary if like they're not used to it and I right. thought that was a good point 
And like definitely like you said, like even the point of this podcast, just openly communicating how you feel and think. And let me tell you how much of an issue this is for me. <laughs> like the way that I need therapy to figure this whole, like this is something that I really, really struggle with. And like, I'm going to openly say, like I really, the only reason that I do not go to therapy is because I do not want to go through the process of finding a therapist. Like I, and I also don't want to go through the process of like explaining every single thing that is the reason why I am the way that I am. And the last therapist that I had knew my whole family. So it was really like a lot easier for me to just like dive in and him be like knowing why I am the way that I am, you know, but then also it wasn't good because he knew every single side of it. And there was almost like a little bit of defensiveness for every other person, you know, from his Yeah, life. like sometimes it's hard to someone explain. who literally knows nothing, nothing about you. Yes. And so I definitely want to find a therapist that's like that. But like if anyone just like wants to tell me like a name of a therapist so I don't have to go out of my way, I don't know. I mean, I, I just send you my therapy group because I love them. But I know. It's it's more than that, obviously. Like, I know. Whatever, but Everyone has that. But I do – really really struggle with communication and I struggle with kind of in the similar way that you do like having expectations but not being able to communicate them and like it's it's definitely like a challenge but I don't know I just think there's there's a lot of conversation that could go around this but I'm glad that it was a good one, I think. Because that first one I was yes. saying, I was like, this isn't making any sense. No, no, it does. I hope that resonates with people. Yeah, it definitely will, I think. Because we all have expectations for one another, regardless of whether it's expectation for sending a text or expectation for like coming to a certain event. Like everybody has expectations from their friends and like the way that they, and family and relationships that they expect people to like, show up for them so yeah and I, I feel that... like it's it's important to monitor them but it's also sometimes I'm like I don't want to have any expectations because I don't want to be let down but you also don't want to be like you have to really pessimistic about it yeah mm -hmm. I'm gonna go with the most recent one and not the ones that I feel like are I can bring up anytime but so I just like always feel weird when like when I go to a restaurant if the staff speaks Spanish, I'm going to speak Spanish, regardless of who I'm around. And typically, I'm with friends, and my friends, none of them speak Spanish except for me. So sometimes it's like – it's it feels irrational, but I'm like, okay, am, do they think I'm trying to show off because I'm speaking Spanish? Number two, does the staff, like, want me to speak Spanish to them, or does it make them uncomfortable? But typically when I do – speak in Spanish like I get a positive re reaction from the staff so I don't so I'm like am I offending them and saying like like if you don't know how to, like maybe they don't know how to speak English and that's why I'm speaking Spanish to them like that's not the reason like the reason right. is just because that makes me feel comfortable like if I I feel uncomfortable if like somebody is trying to talk to me but I know that they speak Spanish like that's probably like what I primarily like go for I think it's so, – I think from my perspective as an outsider, I think it seems like a way to connect. Right. 
I feel like that is what it is that I'm doing. But then I'm like, what does the outsider think? Slash, what does the waiter person think? Like, should I be asking them? Like, do you want me to speak Spanish or English to you? Or like, it's just That's like an inner, it's an inner struggle for me when I go out to any sort of restaurant or place or anything. And then if I don't speak in Spanish to them and I hear them, like, I know they have, they speak Spanish because of their accent or whatever. Then I'm like, I feel like it's like I'm denying or like negating being Hispanic if I'm not speaking Spanish to them. Right. Like you almost want them to like, know uh, that you speak Spanish. Yes. Too. Because I am like so like white passing. Like if somebody speaks to me in English that, that I can tell like their first language is Spanish. Like I just feel like I have to be like, oh, I'm one, like I'm one of you too. Yeah. Like I'm with you. Like, and you're right. It is like a communication, like connection thing. I think you're right in everything you're saying. Like, I totally get what you're saying. What would you want if you were in their position? Like, if it was roles reversed? I like it if somebody speaks Spanish for them to speak Spanish to me. Yeah. Like, when I'm around people that speak Spanish, like, I like to, like, at least, it like, do the, like, mixing of Spanish and English, you know? Um. Because there's so many things that I communicate that I communicate better in Spanish than I do in English. Just like sayings or specific words that I like better or that literally do not exist in English or just like like thoughts. I don't know. I could see you saying like, do they think I think that they don't speak English? But I think if you do the mixture, you're showing that. Like you're you're introducing it in English. You know they speak English. They know you know. And then – also speaking Spanish too. Right. It's irrational because I'm like, yeah, it's, it's irrational. It's not that big of a deal. You shouldn't be thinking about in this way. But it's completely in my head every single time I go somewhere that somebody speaks Spanish. Like that's my irrational thought of the week. That was a good one. All right. So you mentioned Jay Shetty. What's helping you through all of these times and all this change for you. Yeah, I absolutely love Jay Shetty. Me too. He's my guy. Um, he has a podcast on I listen on Spotify. And I love him for so many reasons. One, I also listen to him on the Daily Calm on the Calm app. He has his own little series called The Daily J, which I have been listening to every single day. Because it's not your regular meditation. He talks for like five minutes about some sort of like wisdom. And then you do a two-minute meditation at the end about whatever his wisdom was. So it's not – it's just not your traditional meditation where you're like sit down for 20 minutes and just be like in silence and in your head and in your breath. Like he – I love that. And then I love how he interviews really famous people about mental health. Because it just feels so relatable. I I truly love him. He was he was a monk, like still practices. Yeah. And it's just he's amazing. Incredible. I love his stories and every topic he hits on. Apparently he's he has one of the top wellness podcasts the, globally. No, and also just the like what he brings out of people. Yeah. Like I listen to so many of those same people on different podcasts or on different medias. And the things that he extracts from people is so unique. Like he just clearly has this like 
peaceful presence about him that even when you're listening to the podcast, it comes through. And you had always mentioned him. And I was like, who is that? Like, I'm sorry, but like, I thought Jay Shetty was like a rapper. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it just sounds like a rapper's name. And I'm like, who is this person that she's like listening to? She keeps talking about this. And I am in awe. I've listened to so many of his podcasts now. And yeah, it, it brings a lot of little like good like nuggets of wisdom. Yeah. Um, and do you, cool you, but you pay for the Calm app, right? We've so, talked about this before. Um, Ryan gets a subscription through work. So that's mm-hmm. how I have it. Um, I don't know like what the price is at all, but it's worth doing like the trial even. But the thing yeah. also that I like about him is it's almost – you're almost getting a sense of pop culture because it's these famous people that – like, for example, Selena Gomez just came out with her new documentary that's, like, current, and she talks about it on her – on his podcast. Yeah, I listened to that this week. Did you watch the movie? No, I haven't. It was so good. I loved it. I don't think, like, I'm a big Selena fan. I'm not like a, the biggest Selena fan, but the documentary itself was extremely inspiring and moving. Really? Okay. It was like I was. I've heard a lot crying. of mixed reviews. I've heard I, a lot of. Mixed I reviews. personally was crying during it. I thought it was really relatable. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not like always been like. Oh my god, I love Selena Gomez. But I just thought it was really cool for someone of her fame to be so vulnerable and open in. A documentary like that okay i didn't like the episode actually that jay shetty recorded with her i don't even remember it as much because i watched her mom was on it too oh yeah the mom part i didn't like at the end but i watched the documentary shortly after it so i don't really remember the differences between the the actual episode and okay maybe i will watch fine i'll try it I have I need kind of things to watch. So what's been getting me through the week is honestly just like my fall lounge clothes that I've been getting. And I just want to plug Aerie because there's a few things that I love about Aerie. Number one is obviously their website is amazing because they have people with completely different body types, like all different body types on there. And so I can actually look at a clothing item and say like, oh, like I might actually look like that. Um, and I really, really like that, obviously. Number two is just like they do have kind of good prices and they have sales often. So like it's affordable-ish. Like it's probably similar to like Zara. It's like great. And I have this new set that is like these like knit pants and a top that I will share that is so incredibly comfortable. I want to get it in every color, but I have a problem with buying things in different colors and I shouldn't. So I'm not going to. Um, But then I also have this really nice um lounge pant that I got that I'm obsessed with and I got a few like nice sweaters like work sweaters um that are so incredibly soft and they were like $40 each like it really was not really expensive yes I also feel like people this is great for I know we talked about holiday gifts last year and how we like hate them and it's so complicated but very good gift idea would be a lounge set I feel like lounge clothes for the winter and hibernation Great timing to bring this up. Again, and I also got my Uggs. Uggs are back. And last year, I actually wanted to get myself a pair, but they were sold out. And 
So first of all, why did we all get rid of our Uggs? That we've talked about this I, before, but like I fashion didn't. always <laughs> comes in circles. Did you not? No, you no, got new I, Uggs. I did. Got I got new right Uggs before the like trend three... restarted. Yes, I got new Uggs like three years ago. Yeah. But I never stopped liking them. I just needed new ones because mine were worn out. Me neither. Mine had like, you know, when the toe like is literally about to rip and it was like ugly. And so I ended up just donating them. But um, I got myself a new pair of the mini. I don't, personally, I don't really like the ultra mini. Um, I got the mini and it's just like so nice. And you know what else is so funny is just how our outfits now are literally what we were wearing 10 years ago. Bell bottom pants, like the bell bottom yoga pants. Remember high school? High school was literally Solos. yoga pants or solos with your Uggs and like or a white oversized sneakers. sweater or sweatshirt or like a hoodie. That is what I'm wearing when I leave my house now. Or and it's honestly, like, that's sweat what's trending. Suits. Sweatsuits. Yeah. It's crazy. I wish I never it's got so rid of all my juicy sweatsuits since they're apparently coming back. Really? Like I had every I color. No. I wanted one so bad when I was younger and I never got one, but maybe I will someday. They have to stay in style for a little longer because that's a big investment. Yes. And on one thing we should talk about is how we were just saying how every girl dresses the same. Right. Like we should talk about Wait, that sometime. That could be our unpopular opinion. Yeah. Let's talk about it now. Perfect. Okay. So yeah, the unpopular opinion was – we don't like it when you're somewhere and every single woman is dressed the same and girls and like, I know it's trendy to buy clothes that are in trend, but then yes. every single girl has the same outfit on. Like I remember when we were in Block Island, every single girl at the bar we were at was wearing the same type of jeans, mom jeans I and know. crop top and white sneakers. It's so hard not to fall into looking like every other girl. And obviously, like, I don't think any of us wants to yeah. when we're, like, doing it. It's, like, accidental, but but I don't. Even I just think, think we shouldn't buy in. I don't think, like, people need to buy into every single trend every right. year. Because like, that's kind of exactly the way that I look wardrobe. at it. Right. And also, like, things can carry over. Like, I feel like I bring so much stuff into every year regardless of how – like of where we are in a trend like and I just feel like I see on TikTok it's like neutral wardrobes like this is all you need like only have capsule, one of this and one of this and one of this like a capsule thank you and like no we don't all need to be like that like we just don't like I can sometimes I feel like when I wear a pop of color or something I'm like so anti the trend and like on social media I'm like do I not look good because this isn't what everyone else is wearing and it's like no we look okay we look good right it like it makes the same you... color scheme as everyone else it doesn't need to be the same exact items as everyone else like you you should because it's wasteful not to like carry things over from season to season but i think it's like i think everyone does carry their things into the new season but it forces them to buy so many more things every season because it's like a new thing right i'm saying instead of buying yes. every single season yeah like, i agree or or sometimes i just wait to see that a trend lasts a couple of years like the uggs have been coming back for the last two right. winters so i said fine i'm ready to bite the bullet i'll join the crowd but i just think like a lot of people like 
this is what we see on social media. Every single time something's new, it's like everyone's buying that item. Everyone, everyone, everyone. But, and like that replaces the old stuff that you have. And I just think that we don't need to do that every single time there's a new trend. Like there's things that can apply to that trend if you just wear it differently. And I think that's also part of the problem with social media is you find it validating when you see other girls wearing these same outfits because you're like oh obviously it's cute like everyone's wearing it and then when you want to wear something that you actually find to be cute that like you're saying you question your own decisions because of social media and like what other people are doing that's such a problem and I I always have that I ask you every single time like is this like cool like is this cute even though in my mind I like think it is but yes like yeah that is such a good point it's an eternal everyone struggle. Everyone looking the same is you. Almost- I feel that all the time with like shoes or something that I love. That I'm like, am I weird wearing this still? Like, yeah. is it weird? I don't know. Normalize not always being in trend or being in your own trend. Yeah, do you? I agree. <laughs> I, I feel like that agree. was like a combo. Unpopular opinion. What are things you've learned about adulthood I think mine is really good can I share mine this week yeah yeah what's yours okay mine is buying a bag of lettuce every week just to throw it out a hundred (laughs) percent the bag of kale that is in my fridge right now that is more than half full that is going to the garbage this weekend every week and I saw it it was so funny because I saw a TikTok that was literally what did you learn about adulthood and it was a video of this person carrying their bag of lettuce to the trash can to throw it out like I every week like and it's I buy multiple types like I'll buy arugula spinach and mixed greens and romaine and it's like am I gonna actually eat that bag of romaine no or I'm gonna eat one handful of the spinach and that's it No, but also, like, I was saying this actually this week when I went to the grocery store with James. Can they not sell a smaller portion of it? Because the bags of kale at grocery stores are ridiculous. Like, can we sell? And I don't want a pre-made salad because that's the only way to get a small size salad. Like, I'm not going to necessarily eat salad for every single meal this week. So I don't need that portion. Right. And of course, can it be half of the bag? Like even the Trader Joe's bags, half bag. They should sell half portions so that I'll use it. And then that, there we go. We have two salads at dinner, one for each of us. And then it doesn't go to waste. Yeah. Because it's not like it's expensive. It's just, I hate being wasteful. And I'm sure people do the same thing where they are always throwing out lettuce from their fridge. It is just a thing that when you hit adulthood, you're just throwing out lettuce. Honestly. Yeah, it sucks. I think this goes along <laughs> with like every vegetable a lot of the time. Vegetables are just so hard to keep up. That is something you learn about adulthood is like just keeping things in your fridge, especially when there's only two people living in a house. Like I can imagine that when you have children yeah. or other people living in your house, it's easier to get rid of everything that's in there. But for two people, even when you're grocery shopping weekly and trying to get small amounts of things, it's still – ends up being such a waste even like cucumbers like I always get the mini cucumbers and probably have three out of the six like how many cucumbers am I gonna really eat that week and I get sick of things quickly I think 
a whole segment could be grocery shopping as an adult. It's so complicated. hundred percent. We already know that I do not fuck with leftovers. So it's hard. Like even just yesterday, I didn't want to go out and buy food. Like it was not necessary. I was working from home and I had um, a leftover. I had like leftover shrimp and vegetables from the shrimp tacos that we made the night before with kale. And I just didn't want to eat a taco again. I didn't feel like having more kale salads, like the amount of kale salads that I've had in the last couple of weeks. And I was like, I don't mind the shrimp. Like I'll eat the shrimp, but I don't feel like eating the same thing again. And then what I ended up doing was just eating freaking nine shrimp for lunch yesterday because I just didn't have, like, I didn't feel like eating pasta. Like I didn't want to make myself rice for it. Like there was just nothing that I really wanted to eat with the shrimp because it was all going to be the same thing that I've been eating for way too long and it was such a struggle and then it's like i'm wasting the leftover stuff that's in there but i just don't want it the struggle is a real struggle. first world it problems really- seriously you know what there's <laughs> this is horrible that i'm complaining about so just no but thing, it's but- so it's so relatable for us so i want to close off this segment with some tv show plugs because um there's a couple shows they're all literally about um real estate i realized oh my gosh um, okay selling sunset oc i watched okay. it in like a I haven't day watched it. oh wait, my gosh who was even wait did i that? i need to like wait i need to recall what that was um, designing Miami. I loved if you guys like selling sunset, designing Miami was so good. I love the couple that hosts it or the show's oh. about. Um completely different from realtor ones. I've been wa- I have been watching um Drink Masters on Netflix, and it's these really talented mixologists that are making these incredible cocktails like it's not just it's not just like a vodka soda like they're obviously making things with like smoke and it's just so cool and I when I lived in Peru I had the most incredible drink that was made for me that I'm not kidding took 15 minutes to make in front of my face I was like what is this but when I tasted it it was so incredible because they do all these different essences and like a drop of this like a drop of that and like they they do the little what's it called when they like put the orange peel or whatever and they like squeeze it so that it like does the aroma on top of the drink and it's like that kind of thing but it's so cool to watch them it's just like watching one of those cooking shows because yeah, they that's actually so cool. have 90 minutes to make a cocktail and it's so cool and they're so talented and it's so interesting and there's even like non-alcoholic ones or just really cool different unique things and it's really cool to watch it's a good like nighttime show when you're yeah we always put on a show when we're gonna fall asleep so it doesn't matter like if you fall asleep watching it you know and that one's been really good I really like it Uh, that sounds good did I say what it's called it's called drink masters yeah you did um and I just looked the Selling Sunset OC is the one where, like, there's also guys on it. Oh. So there's, like, drama within the group. Oh, I saw that. That was a while ago. It was, but we haven't recorded in so long. I had to bring it up. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, him, that main guy that was drama filled with the girl. I don't remember anyone's name because I haven't seen this in months, but him and Brittany Snow broke up. Brittany, uh, Snow. Brittany Snow got a, or I guess, were they married? They were married. They were married and there was all this drama and, with them. And he was like, oh, like she's fine with it basically. And no, she wasn't because you always got divorced like a month yeah. before the show came out. So that was messed up. But why I bring it up too is because the newest one that actually is relevant is buying Beverly Hills. Right. Which apparently people are saying is much better than selling sunset. I don't know if I agree. I just started it, but people is it through really the Oppenheim like group? It. No, it's called the agency. And okay. the guy who owns it is married to one of the real housewives. Oh, and it seems like they sell way bigger way more expensive properties and it's it's a family business so like there's like the family dynamic which mm. selling sunset didn't have because they weren't related other than the owners um so those are just silly shows if you need something also love is blind did you finish yes we can't do spoilers i feel like i know i guess we can wait till next week yeah. to talk about it um but it was really good i there are I, there's some couples that I don't see success in, and there are some that I do. And I was very much surprised by one of them, extremely. Well, oh, something else, just off topic, another couple is I'm not going to spoil it, but I love Alexa and her Israeli family. Obsessed. I'm Jewish, so like I just I was just in love with them the whole time. And I love Judaism and I was yeah. living for it. Like I was living for him wearing the is it a yarmulke or a is yarmulke. it called something else? Yeah. Okay. Um I loved that he was like wearing it and he was so accepting. And I just think like they are two people that are the epitome of two people that probably would never, ever, ever, ever meet each other in the real world that this show brought together. I know. And I also think there, I was saying this to Ryan last night. I think that he is a perfect example of going into the show for Love is Blind. Like some of the guys like Bartise and Cole, like clearly did care about how someone looked. Like you right. shouldn't sign up for the show if you're going to care. Like I feel like right. whatever his name is, Brennan, went into it fully like I do not care at all how this ends up being and stuck with that. And honestly, like every single person person is attractive on the show. Like I no agree. one is like ugly. I, I think everyone's very attractive. I think it just depends on like someone's type and if they're willing right. to like – like I don't know if like Brennan was Alexa's type or Alexa was Brennan's type, but they they were like fine with flexing their type yes. where like the other people were like, um, nope. Right. What the hell is a type anyway? Like, Right. You never know. I don't know. Keep your eyes open I, I was, and mind open. A hundred percent. If you are the type of person that is sitting here stuck on a type, then maybe that's why you're single because mm -hmm. there's no such thing. Like I I mean, there is a such thing because people literally follow that and actually like wouldn't stray out of their quote unquote type. It's silly if you ask me. Making this come full circle, Jay Shetty does have – something about this in one of his podcasts about, about types? um yes it was in the interview with Vanessa Hutchins actually <gasps> I where... never seen that one 
get ready because her laugh <gasps> is a little aggressive and kind of annoyed me. Oh my god! Sorry if you guys hate our laughs, but she talked about how she made a list of what she wanted out of a partner, but the list was about the way someone lives their life more than like anything, nothing had to do with how they look or anything superficial. It was just about like values and the way like you view life. That was like what her list was and Jay Shetty was like raving about it. Interesting. Yeah. So it all comes. Yeah, like, you're allowed to manifest what you want, you know? It's, it's she just, also talks a lot about that. It's just about like not clo- like completely closing yourself off to something for like such a stupid like reason. Like we're all not gonna look like this forever. Mm-hmm. If your type is like brunette, like whatever, like someday they're gonna have gray hair. Like, I don't know. I just think like it's silly. It's silly to like be yeah, looking for people for the physical thing. Like the physical comes with the emotional, I think. But obviously that's like what that show is all about, figuring out. Yeah. So um, Netflix is just really crushing it lately with the reality. Netflix shows. is crushing it, but also so is HBO Max. Tell me lies. Or was that Hulu? That was Hulu, which Tell oh, Me Lies. Hulu was killing it too. Whoa, mouth was dropped at the end same i just finished it oh really i can't wait to see what happens in next season we'll have to talk about it when we're together and then there's something else on hbo max that i'm watching oh house of dragon oh house of dragon but it's really good but no there's something else coming out weekly right now what is it on hbo max white lotus they have a new season yes season two is out there's two episodes out we just yeah. watched episode two last night. Uh, and I I'm saw kind of liking it. had a new season. Oh, yeah. We started it. I haven't really gotten into it. But um, the thing, I kind of like this new season of White Lotus even better. Ooh, I'm excited. Because I was so confused throughout the most of ep- this first season. Like, I didn't really understand nice. at all what was going out, like, going on for a really long time this is still like that weirdness that you don't really know but it's less confusing okay cool well Um, everyone has shows to watch now and if you have stuck around this long thank you so much we hope that you're excited to hear back from us it's been a while please give us feedback we're always open and follow us on at girl thoughts pod we're going to be better about posting updates on instagram and please leave us a review also on spotify if you're enjoying the show this is the girl thoughts podcast all the thoughts you're thinking said out loud